catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, July 7th. I'm Jacob Sedesi, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Florida's parental rights and education law, dubbed Don't Say Gay by Critics, went into effect July 1st. In addition, teachers attending a new state civics training initiative claim it pushed Christian and conservative ideologies. I spoke with WUSF's Jack Prater about the president of Florida's largest teachers union's response to both of these developments. Here's Jack. This story is kind of a double punch. It centers around me speaking with Andrew Spar, who's the president of the Florida Education Association, which is the largest teachers union in the state. And Andrew Spar was was pretty concerned about a couple of things. One of them being that, uh, in his words, the state appeared to be chipping away at separation of church and state but also this creation of a divide between teachers and students over gender identity. So his comments come from uh, Florida's Parental Rights and Education Law, which is dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law by opponents, which actually just went into effect last week on July 1st. But this also is based on a civics training that Governor DeSantis put into effect that opposition said pushed Christian and conservative uh, ideologies over opposing views. So Spar was was concerned about, about both of these things, and the story just sort of focuses on what educators are worried about, starting with the, the Don't Say Gay law. This chronology for the Don't Say Gay law that has started since July 1st when it went into effect was that the state education system handed down guidance to all of the school districts, and from their school districts uh, sort of interpreted this guidance. A lot of people in education had some issues with some of the guidance that was handed down. In Orlando, some of the guidance uh, asked that LGBTQ and pride stickers uh, be taken off of doors and teachers report to parents if a student comes out to them. Some of that guidance even went as far to say that teachers had to take down photos of their same-sex partners in classrooms. And so Andrew Spar thought that this sort of broke down that alliance between teachers and students and sort of dehumanized teachers uh, and made it harder for them to connect with their students, which he argues is the most important job that a teacher has. So the law immediately bans instruction on sexual orientation and gender in kindergarten through third grade, but lawmakers still have to figure out what this means for grades above the ages of three. Um, So even though this law went into effect, it's not fully fleshed out yet. And the other thing that SPAR really touched on was this civics training that DeSantis' office uh, started up and hopes to have 2,500 teachers complete, I think, by the end of this month. This civics training bucks critical race theory and opposition to it, like SPAR, really say that this pushes a, a Christian ideal into our classrooms. Something interesting that, that SPAR actually did say was that DeSantis' administration had been accusing teachers of indoctrinating students into leftist ideals. We've been seeing this in the college and university front for the last few months, especially with that survey that came out a few months ago. But Spar was arguing that this is going to alienate students who come from different religious backgrounds, that it seems like, in his words, the Department of Education would be trying to indoctrinate students on these reliefs. Can you go into a bit more detail on the Christian and conservative ideologies teachers claim this training was pushing? Yes. So some of the testimonies from teachers that were written about by the Miami Herald and actually the Tampa Bay Times were that in past civics trainings, teachers expected, you know, this is the new curriculum. This is where we want to gear teaching towards. 
but some of the teachers at this last civics training said that the focus more seemed to teach the teachers history or sort of reteach it to them as the state wanted it to be taught. Some of the teachers said that it downplayed uh, slavery in the United States. So one of the slides emphasized that less than 4% of slavery in the Western Hemisphere was in colonial America um, and tried to make a point that the number of enslaved people increased in America through birth. So again, it tried to downplay the United States role in the slave trade, which again is something that we're seeing in the Santos administration uh, fighting against critical race theory. Back on the subject of the parental rights law, you spoke about some districts making teachers take LGBT stickers down. How are other districts interpreting this law? And why is there such a difference in these interpretations? A lot of this guidance is coming from lawyers for the school districts. And so that's why we see some school districts playing it safe more and having stricter guidance like taking down these photos of same-sex partners because they're they're trying not to be sued or sued by the state, I should say, because they don't really know how this law will be cracked down on and what's going to happen in the future as far as what school districts and schools can and can't get away with under these new laws. That was WUSF's Jack Prater speaking about Florida's largest teachers union's response to the parental rights and education law and a new civics initiative. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. After a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision overturned Roe v. Wade, the battle over abortion rights is now moving to the state Supreme Courts. According to the New York Times, seven justices appointed by Republican governors will determine whether abortion rights are protected by the Florida State Constitution's explicit right to privacy, aligning with precedent. The State Constitution Bill of Rights says that, quote, every natural person has the right to be let alone and free from governmental intrusion to the person's private life. Advocates are calling for more autism training for crisis hotlines ahead of the launch of the new 988 phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. According to WUFT's Katie Heisen, research shows people with autism spectrum disorder are at a greater risk of suicidal thoughts. Jack Scott, the director for the Center for Autism and Related Disabilities at Florida Atlantic University, says the Florida Centers completed a survey in conjunction with the Autism Society of America that shows many people with autism would not consider calling a crisis hotline when in distress. If you or someone you know is suicidal, you can currently reach the National Suicide Hotline at 800-273-8255. Four monkeypox cases have been detected in Pinellas County. Tampa Bay Times' Christopher O'Donnell reports that this is the first time the disease has been detected in Tampa Bay during the current outbreak. Florida has seen 71 cases of the disease this year. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Jacob Sedesi, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.